Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Underthodies. This is Bill Kegel joined by nobody again. Uh, Dana's not called in yet, and um, this is going to be an unprecedented show because I'm also here alone with my baby who is not going to sleep. So uh, just a life lesson out there. Kid doesn't care what you have going on. Uh, so, so if you're a baby in the background, you hear slapping, that's probably her hitting me. Um, if you hear anything uh, that sounds like a man by himself trying to put a little girl to sleep, that's what you're going to hear. So just a quick heads up. Anyway, tonight we're going to talk about Robbie Lawler's career, where it goes from there, uh, what Dan thought of his UFC 201. I wasn't in town, so I wasn't able to watch fight again. I'm also going to miss 202, uh, just as a heads up to any people that uh, are – Looking forward to my uh, infinite wisdom sport I just started watching a year ago. And uh, we're going to do a nice preview of the NFL. Um, we're going to start with the NFC and AFC West. Um, that is where we're going to start. And uh, I do think that um, I'm actually probably going to start without Dan on the NFL. So NFL season's coming up, and obviously for everybody, it's the most exciting time of the year. Uh, any, any sports fan in this country – I would say the most exciting time of the year for, for I don't know, 90% of them is the NFL season. So I have a couple questions about the – I'm going to sort of rip into the Arizona Cardinals a little bit. I'm not really buying all the hype. I like Bruce Arians a ton as a coach. I think he's a great coach. I think Steve Kime is a great GM. I think what they're building up there is special. I do think um, I do think that they, they are a playoff team. I don't know about Super Bowl, though. I don't trust, I don't trust the quarterback. I don't trust Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, to me, really good quarterback, weird career in Cincinnati, sort of just quit on the team, signed with Oakland because of his relationship with Hugh Jackson, didn't really pan out there well there, just sort of meh, and then sort of found a home with the, with the Arizona Cardinals and started showing the promise that we all thought we were going to see, you know, before the knee injury against Pittsburgh 10 years ago. And it, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> mentally with him and those, you know, we'll, we'll round down. We'll be generous seven years, but it's really confusing. It's one of the more bizarre careers in the NFL, but he's not a big game quarterback. He just isn't. He, he, he did not look good in the Carolina game at all. Um, I, I just think that he's, he's not necessarily, he's not really a proven winner. I, I really, I don't know what it is. He's just one of those guys that when big games come, he's just, unless his talent is just overmatching the other team in big games, he's just not, he's just not a big, he's not a gamer. He's not a, he's not a Brady. He's not even a Flacco really. Cause Flacco's a game, a big game quarterback. I'm going to not be biased and say Eli, but I think if Eli ever gets himself into a big game again, I think he'll be reminded that Eli's a really good big game quarterback. So that along with, you know, I, I'm not a big Michael Floyd guy. Um, I would like him as a number two on the Giants. That's just because before this year, uh, they didn't really have a number two with Victor Cruz going down with the just devastating knee injury. Um, and Thurley Shepard, undersized, but I don't think that really matters that much in the NFL. It's not like it used to. Size is good, but you see the more dominant receivers in the league, Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, a little undersized. Even the aforementioned Arizona Cardinals, John Brown. So, you know, good players. Um Outstanding players, obviously, at the top, but I don't think size necessarily matters. So, not a big Michael Floyd guy, you know, I, I just – and then I read today that uh, Chris Johnson and David Johnson are neck and neck for the starting running back role for them. Chris Johnson, everybody thought was going to be out of the league. I mean, the guy got shot, you know, had some weird off-the-field stuff, but he's 29, uh, you know, probably right at the tail end of his – his uh, playing career and David Johnson is a second year guy that just burst on the scene last year is having trouble funding him off. That's a little concerning. I know he's a big fantasy name. Um, I'm not going to draft him early and he's not going to be there when I want to draft him. So I, I don't picture him being on any of my teams. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, another year older. Now nothing wrong with that. Uh, he had a resurgence last year. He's playing in a slot, learned a new position. It's impressive to watch what he's done. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't know what they have. Really a tight end. Their defense is talented. Um, can they put it together? I don't know. I mean, I, I like their defense a lot. With, with Tyron Matthew, um, one of the best players in the league, 
but can't seem to his ACL two of the last three years. Pat Peterson, uh, ever since the diabetes thing got taken care of with him, uh, he's just been he's been outstanding. He's been outstanding his whole career. That guy was born to play football, so um, I don't see any problem there. Uh, I, I, I mean, their their front four really good. Calais Campbell, uh, the trade for Chandler Jones. Um, I mean, a lot of talent. I just I, I'm I'm just wondering if they can put it all together, make a legit Super Bowl run. I mean, I, I think anything less than the Super Bowl getting to the Super Bowl, absolute failure for what this team is on paper. Again, though, I just don't see it. I don't like the quarterback. I think Seattle's a – I think Seattle, maybe not necessarily top and bottom on talent, but that's a team that knows how to win. I really, I really respect their – really respect their personnel. I mean, I think Russell Wilson is one of those big-game quarterbacks. Um, you know, I think that – you know, I think that they're that – Seattle's just a just, – they just know how to win a little better. Uh, that's, I mean, that's really it. They, uh, they've been there before. They've come up massive in big games. I, I like them a lot. Like, um, they're going to miss beast mode for sure, but they didn't really have it for much last year. Uh, and you know, they turned that Carolina game into a game in the second half. Uh, Russell Wilson was outstanding from the pocket. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I like, I, I just, I'm not a hundred percent sold on Arizona. I'm just not. Um, not to be, you know, overly cynical. I'm not really <laughs> – I do seem to repeat the cynical thing every week, and I, I don't know why because maybe I am cynical if I have to keep saying it. But, I, again, I'm also with um, with uh, Carolina, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks. I'm not really huge on them this year either. So, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure. Like, I, I just – I just think I like Seattle a little better to win that division. I really do. I think they're going to win the division. I think it's going to be close. I think Arizona's going to be up there. But I just don't see them running away with it. Um, and uh, the the Rams are going to be interesting just because of the move. Jared Goff, they, you know, the, the young quarterback, I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, and San Francisco, if they win two games this year, I'll be shocked. Um, so you're looking at the uh, – you're looking at them – uh, probably getting the first overall pick this uh, next season. Um, so I'm, I, I I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of what uh, the Rams are doing. Have no idea what the Niners are doing. So um, I don't know. We'll see with them. Uh, we're gonna have Dan on any moment. AFC West is interesting because everybody's in love with the Raiders. As am I. As a really good young team. I don't think they're quite a Super Bowl team yet. Um, but I think they'll make it to the playoffs. I think they'll they'll get in, maybe make round one interesting, maybe maybe get to round two. And I think that's really what you have to do. Because if anybody remembers the Seattle team from a couple of years ago, Seattle, young, got in, you know, won a, couple, won a game. And then the next year they went to the Super Bowl and absolutely just slapped one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time around uh, after a remarkable season. All right, we got Dan in. Dan, you there? I am. All righty, what's up, buddy? No, not too much. Uh, just, uh, just getting home now. So. Okay. Yeah. Everybody seems to be uh, running late today. My daughter will not go to sleep. Uh, she's just sitting there, just chewing on her CD, watching TV. Uh, Ashley was supposed to be home to handle her for me while this is while I was doing the show, but uh, Ashley forgot that the show was tonight. Um, which rightfully so, because I think on the uh, total pull of um, importance, the show until we start making some money. Uh, if we ever start making some money, probably pretty low on uh, on that list, which is fine. I'm not yeah, I'm not judging her for it. It just you know she just flipped her mind. She was actually out making actual money, uh, you know, selling clothes. So um, which sounds more homeless okay. than it is, but she is absolutely killing the uh, killing the game with these women's clothes she's selling. I, she's made made a uh, couple grand in uh, just uh, just a couple weeks uh, selling this stuff. So and she has a big thing tomorrow. So anyway. That aside, that I was is talking pretty about impressive. West and yeah, she's doing really good at it actually. So uh, yeah, uh, maybe I'll just do a uh, for for uh, what thirty-seven listeners or whatever. I think I'll do a shameless show, plug right? for Ash. <laughs> exactly. I was like, there you go. You guys know you're into baseball tees and leggings with uh, uh, sailor knots on them. Um, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, what's up? Or even better yet, you could charge her for advertising space and have her advertise on it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's a good idea, actually. 
hey, yeah, you pay me the money that's in our account, and, uh, yeah, I want it. There you go. You feel like <laughs> um, you got one on yeah. but Yeah. Um, but, anyway, so – I was I was talking about Arizona and how I'm not sold on him. I'm not a fan of Carson Palmer in big games. He just has never I've never seen that guy come through in a big moment in my life. He's had one of the more weird weirder careers I can remember. He he um he had that he had that he was really good. He sat his whole first year behind John Kitna. Came in '04. You know he's good. He was really good as a rookie, or I guess his uh, his first year playing. Um, and then he had that injury in '05. Um, but he looked like the next big thing, and then he had the injury. Then he had some subpar years. Uh, basically, quit on Cincinnati. Was like he he refused to play for him. Went to Oakland to play for Hugh Jackson. That was weird. Didn't do much in Oakland. Then just sort of landed in Arizona. And uh, you know he he and Bruce Arians seemed to be a perfect marriage. But like I, I just said, every time that guy has been in a big spot, he just. He hasn't come through. I mean, if Joe Flacco's in that spot, just as an example of a quarterback that's not quite as talented as Carson Palmer, when Joe Flacco's in a big spot, I don't worry nearly as much as I would on Carson Palmer. It's almost like Peyton Manning and Brady. You know, I, I worried more. I almost never worry when Brady's in a big spot, almost to uh, this poor city's detriment. Never really worry when Brady's in a big spot. I think he's just – I always assume he's going to handle it. And, you know, nine times out of ten he does. Peyton, I was like, yeah, I don't know. And but it's sort of how I feel about Palmer. I just don't. I don't like. I'm not a fan of Palmer and big big games, and they're going to have to win some in order to obviously get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, right. I read that David Johnson and Chris Johnson are in a dead heat for the starting running back role, and David Johnson's supposed to be this up and coming stud. He can't even beat out a thirty year old Chris Johnson. That's confusing. Um, the defense ton of talent, but Tyron Matthew just he's towards ACL two of the last three years which is concerning, obviously, and they just signed him to a big extension, which you have to. I mean, when that guy's on the field, he's, he's the best football player in the stadium. You know, it, it's just you have to pay that guy, even though the the knees are a little eh. – um, Pat Peterson, so if you're Arizona, other than diabetes season, yeah. If you're Arizona, would you throw a first-round pick and maybe a second-round pick to the, to the Saints for uh, Drew Brees? You think that'd be worth um, it? Because I mean, you may only uh, get a couple I, I think, years out of them, but I feel like man. if you don't, the time by the time you find a quarterback, the rest of your team's gonna be falling apart or going elsewhere during free agency. Yeah, you know what? I don't. I don't think. I don't think I do that. Not for that. I wouldn't want to mortgage my future um, just to get you know two to three years out of an aging quarterback. I don't think I would do that. I would actually rather roll the dice with Carson Palmer. And just hope the team I'm playing got there by luck, and we're and you know Arizona is just so much more talented uh, than them, which mm-hmm. they are talented. But, they might be the most talented team in the league, but I, I guess my problem with them is is that they haven't really shown me much in the way of big games. I mean, they really haven't. Uh, just as a team, and and they brought in Chandler Jones, which is a good move. I liked it, um, but I don't know. I just don't trust their, a lot their of their issues to, to come through. Their issue has been and always will be until they find a quarterback is the quarterback position. Was it – okay, so this past season, Carson Palmer choked, like you mentioned earlier. And then the season before, yeah. he was hurt. And then I think weren't they down to their third-string yeah. quarterback? Yeah, they so, were down to uh, – Drew Stan got hurt, and then they brought in um, – oh, what the hell was that guy's name? I can see his face, sadly. Uh, I have T.J. Yates in my head. It's not T.J. Yates. Yeah, I can't even remember the guy, but uh, is it, they got uh, beat by Carolina. Stanton? Drew Stanton? No, Stan, right? Stan was the number two guy. Stan actually went down, too, and it was actually the third stringer. And it wasn't John oh, Skelton, okay. which they would have killed for John Skelton in that game. I, yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. He did make one super impressive out route throw that I, I was <laughs> surprised by. I was like, oh, man. It's kind of like a few years ago. Remember that um, – oh, what was that dude's name that came in for Cutler in the NFC Championship game? It was actually really good. A little weird, blonde, skinny dude. Um, uh, Are you talking about uh, Josh McCown? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, when when Did Green Bay when Green Bay went to the Super Bowl, yeah, when Green went to Green Bay went to the Super Bowl, they played the Bears in the NFC Championship game, and and uh, Jay Cutler got hurt, and there was this like they brought in this like little blonde guy, and he was actually really good. I can't remember his name though. He was around the league for a little guy. bit. I think he's. Oh, yeah, I'll look it up. I have, like, 
No, 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 no. It's not a name you'd you'd remember. I'm trying to think of theirs. But backup. anyway, that, I'll look it up. Yeah, no, I'll look it. I'll look both those guys up because it is bugging me now. So, um, but go on. Uh, so basically, about Arizona. What are you? I I think Arizona's going to be stuck. They're just going to be spinning their wheels until they find a quarterback, whether it's a short-term answer to capitalize on the team they have, or you know they get lucky and they find a you know some guy later in the draft or something that becomes a becomes a player. Whatever happened to Logan Thomas? Uh, he got released. Um, okay. Yeah, the, yeah, he got released. He just wasn't developing. He was actually in the Giants this off season. They released him too uh, after like ten or eleven days. Uh, you know, but that's yeah, really um, scary for your career. That is really scary for your yeah. career when Bruce Arians is like, you know, I, I can't do anything with you. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much rock bottom. If it is. Bruce Arians um, or Hugh Jackson or Jim Harbaugh don't think they could do anything with you. You're pretty much fucked. Right. No, it's true. Um, sorry, I'm looking this up. Um, she's in the bed. Um, all right, sorry. Now it's bugging me. Uh, oh, Caleb Haney. You remember that guy? He came in. He actually had a real nice game for them. Um, was the Bears guy, Caleb Haney. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm, check, I'm checking the stats now because it's like it's starting to bug me. Uh, I don't know if I can find the stats. Anyway, um, we will. Uh, oh yeah, he was 13 for 20 for 153 yards. He didn't play the whole game though. Uh, he came in sort of like I think uh, toward the middle of the uh, second quarter, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, led him to two uh, late late touchdowns uh, in, in that game and actually made it a game. Um, but anyway, uh, so, um, yeah, I, I really think I, – I mean, I think Seattle's going to win the division. Um, I do like Arizona's talent more, but I, I think I like Seattle's team more. Um, I think they're going to do a good job with the running back. I think they're going to uh, – I think they're basically going to use a rotation of Rawls. Uh, apparently, Christine Michael has somehow turned into a leader out of be, after being, like, one of the dumbest players in the uh, NFL – um, the, the, at least that's what I've read about him. Um, I, uh, he's a big boy. I, I don't know from what I remember, isn't he? he yeah, he's, he's really big. big and he's really fast. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, he's got a lot of size, and I mean, he got a lot of comparisons to Adrian Peterson, which was weird. Um, I think Adrian Peterson somehow is way smarter than him, and I do use the adjective "way smarter than him" because uh, it, it just would appear that way. Um, but uh, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I like what I like what uh, we talked about it last week. But I like Russell Wilson's dunk in the pocket. Um, I, I think he's he's just developed as one of the best quarterbacks, like arm talent quarterbacks in the league. After being sort of a scrambler uh, type guy, yeah. I, I mean, I think really what he's done is impressive. Uh, but um, I almost think he took the, uh, the Big Ben route. Yep. Oh. Uh, every time I say something, I wait like three seconds in the night. I could tell you hear it. I think he took the Big Ben route where early in his career he was kind of along for the ride, and then now he's developed into obviously a stud quarterback who I think can carry the team. And even if they do have a drop-off in production at running back, I think they're going to be just fine just because of how he's developed. Right. And Doug Baldwin somehow came out of nowhere to score 14 touchdowns last year or catch 14 touchdowns. Um, I, I mean, I, I really do think that they're. I think that they're still. I th- I, I think that they're still the team to beat in that division. Um, but Los I Angeles totally agree. is kind of interesting. Yeah, Los Angeles is kind of interesting with the rookie quarterback. I'm I'm curious how he does. Uh, their defensive line is still stacked. Um, I mean, if you have if you can do uh, if you have Aaron Donald and uh, Robert Quinn on your defensive line, you can you can just put anyone else on it, and it's still a dominant offensive line just with those two. And Quinn uh, appears to be healthier than he's been in the last handful of years, so that's nice. Um, and Aaron Donald is an absolute force. I mean, I think that guy is one of the five best defensive players in the league. Um, I, I do I do think that their defense is going to be really good, and uh, their offense should be fun with uh, Gurley and, and Jared Goff. So I think Jared Goff is going to be a sort of a – uh, souped up Matt Ryan, um, who's going to play in favor of weather for most of his career, and I think that'll really help his uh, whatever deficiencies he has as uh, in arm strength. So, um, 
So I, I think they're going to be third, at probably about like you know six and ten, seven and nine. And uh, and then I think I don't know about you, but year. yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they, they'll year, add a piece. Maybe they'll draft a receiver or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I don't know about you, but I think that San Francisco is going to be unquestionably the worst team in the NFL. I don't think it's going to be close. I think that the, well, uh, I, I think that they'll. I think, I think the Browns be, are way better. Really? I mean, that yeah, is I reassuring. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be nearly as bad as people think they are. I don't think who they right. lost was really that big of a loss. Um, but yeah, I pretty, I pretty much think it's, uh, it's us, the Browns, and San Francisco in competition for the worst yep. team in the league. Um. Well, what you guys should do is tank. You should tank next year, and then tank the year, or tank this year and tank next year, and then you can win the Josh Rosen sweepstakes, and maybe we get him in a couple of years. Um, you know, and then five in five years from now, you'll actually be serviceable. If you want to be either really good or really bad, like the worst thing we could do this this upcoming year is win six games with Robert Griffin and him not be the answer, and then to be out of reach of a guy we actually could use. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But anyways, we'll, um, we'll get to that when we get to the AFC North. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so we're we're in agreement. Seattle's going to win the division. Arizona's not going to be far behind. I mean, they might even have the same record, but you know, Seattle will have a tiebreaker um, in the head-to-head because I actually think Seattle is a better team. Um, and then uh, our switchboard's being weird. I'm not sure what happened, but anyway, um, I don't know. As far as I know, we're still broadcasting. So. We'll, we'll see. Um, Is there somebody else on the line? With any. Them? Nope. As far as I know, no. Okay. I heard um, somebody at the beginning so, when I first got on, but. Oh, no, I don't know what's going on with that. Okay, here we go. Now we're back on. I don't know what was going on, so I don't know if we were, uh, I don't know if we were on or off. Anyway, so we'll do the uh, AFC West. Um, so, I mean, I think the team to beat in the AFC West is a very young Oakland. I think that they're going to win the division, not because they're that great, because they are. Um, I, I just think that they. I think that I just think the uh, division sort of sucks. I, I really do. Um, you know, San Diego's San Diego's garbage. Um, I feel bad. Philip Rivers is wasting his career there, but he also did decide to resign there for some reason. Um, you know, I, I, I. Denver, Denver, just I mean, their quarterback situation is just just laughable. Um, they lost, you they ever lost remember, obviously, major pieces on defense. Yeah. Do you ever remember a team coming off a championship where you're just like, this team is prepared to fall flat on their face like the Broncos are? I mean, obviously they had an yeah. amazing season last year, but, like, they're they're just primed to be that uh, Super Bowl team that goes, like, 6-10. and 10. I, Yeah, 6-10 and 10 might even be generous. I think maybe Von Miller gets them an extra win. I mean, I feel like they the defense is going to get them an extra win, but they lost Malik Jackson. Uh, I believe they lost uh, Trevathan to the Bears. Like, they just lost big piece after big piece. Um, but, I, I mean, there's still a good core of that defense there, so I think they'll win some games. And even if Sanchez starts, like, he's he's serviceable. He's won games before, but I still I – I just don't like their team top to bottom at all. Um, uh, just, I mean – they're going to fall off a cliff, but I don't think the cliff is going to be that devastating. I mean, six and ten, seven and nine. Uh, I think Kansas City and Oakland are going to be the two best teams in the division. Uh, Kansas City is going to be exactly what they were last year, maybe a little bit worse because I think they, I think they did get sort of hot and uh, they did a rip off a bunch of wins. Um, but I really think Oakland is going to have like what Seattle did a couple of years ago when they played Washington and then uh, they beat Washington and went in the second round and I forget who they lost in the second round. Um, and then they came back the next year and they went to the Super Bowl. And I don't think they're going to have that sort of meteoric rise, but I definitely think it's going to be, we're going to get to the playoffs this year. Okay, we're going to win a game next year. Then the year after that, I think they keep this core together and they keep drafting and uh, building the team as, as, as smart as they have. I, I really think that they are going to be, I really think they're going to be the class of the AFC. I think they may be the next in line after the Patriots. But um, so I think they're going to win the division. I agree with that. Um, I think Kansas yeah, I think I think Kansas City is going to take a small step back, but I think Kansas City could be a playoff team. Yeah, I feel like they're a wild card team again this year. I mean, that's just kind of who they are. Um, yeah. I don't know that they'll ever break through 
I think that's like their ceiling. Now, um, yeah, but I totally Alex agree, Smith, and I, I think you pointed out to me once that with uh, with Oakland, I feel like they have the best young defensive player and best young uh, quarterback in the league. Yeah, I mean, they really do. I think they um, – oh, you know, Kansas City has three straight home games in December. That's actually huge. They're uh, – Oakland, they play at home against Oakland on the 8th. 18th, they play at Tennessee at home and then Denver at home. And then they finish the game in San Diego. Kansas City might have the easiest schedule I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, wow. But, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, listen to the schedule. So, they play – San Diego at Houston, the Jets at Pittsburgh. That's kind of a tough first uh, handful of games. At Oakland, tough. They should beat New Orleans at home. At excuse me, at Indy, Jacksonville at home, Carolina at Carolina, and then from there it's like it's Cupcake Central with the exception of Oakland. It's uh, Tampa Bay at home at Denver at Atlanta, Oakland Tennessee, Denver all at home. Then they end the year at San Diego. Like that's kind of a that's kind of a their their season is bookended by games against San Diego. That's really a cake schedule after Carolina. I mean, they they Kansas City could end the season on like a six or seven game winning streak. Um, but yeah, I, I think that division will be interesting. I think I, I'm excited for Oakland to be good again. Um, they're just they're just a unique franchise. See, Oakland has four straight home games. Let's like, what is going on? What the. This is so weird. I've never seen this before. Four straight home games. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oakland doesn't have Oakland. They have a road game at Tampa Sunday, October thirtieth. Then they don't play another road game until Thursday, December eighth. So the whole month of November, they're home. None of them have to leave their houses. They have a Sunday night game, a Monday night game, a Sunday, uh, a Sunday. Then a Thursday at Kansas City, which that could that could be a loss just because of the travel, but like that is the craziest that is a crazy thing. The whole month of November, they are they don't leave their house. It's so weird. Um, that's that's I've never seen that before. I don't think in a schedule. So anyway, that's, that's bizarre. I got to look at another team um, to see if they have three or four friggin' straight home games. The Giants do too. So maybe the NFL is doing this now. So it's like the Giants schedule, and they have they have home games. Uh, the whole month of November, basically. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's weird. They have they have five home games in seven weeks. So yeah, it must be every team. The NFL might be trying to do uh, might be trying to uh, spare the players a little bit. If that's what they're doing, that's that's kind of cool. But um, checking one more team just to make sure I'm not I'm, I didn't just coincidentally draw. See, no, Pittsburgh doesn't. Pittsburgh has three and four weeks at the beginning of the year, but then they're just back and forth. Home road, home road, home road. So yeah, that's bizarre. Um, anyway, do you. Uh, uh, so, what's your prediction for the AFC West? You know, I'm gonna go. I completely agree with you on all of that. Um, I think Oakland's yeah. gonna win. I think they'll get in with like an 11 and five record. They'll probably win their first playoff game and like get eliminated. Um, and end up coming back yeah. next year and being stronger. You know, it, it's too it's too difficult to tell whether they could pull a Seattle because that's such a rare yeah. thing. But they're definitely headed in the right direction, and they've got a good young quarterback, and they've got the best young defensive player in the league, and things are looking up. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, and um, I heard an interview with their uh, beat writer um, on Colin Kelleher the other day, and they said they he said they have the uh, quietest they have the quietest young team he's ever been around said so basically they're all just worker bees they just have their, their head down and they just they just go for it. they're not real loud they're not real flashy or whatever he said he's never seen a young team that uh that's so quiet like uh david or Derek carr obviously loves jesus christ uh apparently real good dude he uh very religious so he's not out raising all kinds of hell Mark cooper is like real young um he's i think he turned 21 during the season Last year, he's like real young, so he's he, he's real young and he's real humble, I guess. And then uh, I, I actually do a lot of work in, at the University of Buffalo, and it's funny because you ask anybody there about Khalil Mack, like in the in the um, athletic department, and they all love him. They all say he's a really nice guy, really personable, hard worker. He's just real, real sort of uh, 
he's outgoing, but not in a uh, not in a crazy negative way. He just is. He's just one of those guys that uh, that that you enjoy talking to. So every, I've not run into one person that said a bad thing about him at that campus, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, the Raiders finally have character guys too, which is bizarre. <laughs> um, you, you know, the, that's kind of a team that used to just be yeah filled with uh, Jamarcus Russells and um, uh, what's his name, Daryl Russell. Ironically, both last name Russell. Um, but there. They were also like, uh, I think he was like, he got caught like with uh, ecstasy and um, and cocaine or something like that. And obviously, Jamarcus Russell addicted to uh, purple drink, along with uh, Ronald McLean, oh, another drank. former Raider. You're saying it wrong. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, D R A N K. My bad. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't wait to get to the NFC East and talk about what a dumpster fire Dallas is. I think everybody. Anybody that's picking them to win that division is, is smoking a lot of marijuana, a lot. Because I, I really, I just My, don't. That 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 defense is so dysfunctional, and they have no pass rush. Their best pass rushers are are just they're either suspended or hurt. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an I absolute joke. If anyway, but if you, it, I mean, you can almost it's like clockwork that Tony Romo gets hurt. So I mean, almost yeah. let in. Um. It's funny because my neighbor at uh, at work was talking about this earlier. Um, so apparently last week Jerry Jones said that Nick Foles did not have a place on the team. But now this week his son turns around and says, all right, you know, now that um, Kellen Morris broke his leg, um, now, you know, we may sign him. <laughs> They're just such a dysfunctional you know team. Right. You know what's funny is that actually that's silly because I would uh, I'd rather have Nick Foles over Kellen Moore all day. Um, right, but yeah, and I'm reading right here actually that um, uh, Amari Cooper and Derek Carr are rooming together at Champs. Um, at Champs at Camp. Sorry, uh, I read Champ at right as I, I was saying Camp. I got like a Holly Holm update. Um, yeah, Amari, Amari Cooper and Derek Rode are spending uh, spending training camp as roommates and a concerted effort to enhance chemistry. That's really smart, and it's good to see a young quarterback and a young receiver do that. Um, so just uh, also some news on AFC West. Uh, excellent, inconsistent so far in camp. Not surprising. Um, see if we get anything else. And Chiefs sleeper team to sign Nick Foles. Um, interesting. Because uh, did Andy Reid draft Nick Foles? Yes. I feel like he did. I think he did. Yeah, I feel like he did too. Um, but I think he still had Vic there. When uh, Foles was drafted, right, and then Vic got hurt, right, and um, then Foles came in and had that ridiculous season, and that's crazy. Pretty much cemented himself. I don't know that he, he's kind of that weird quarterback. Like I feel like he could revive his career and be a solid quarterback, or I feel like he could just, you know, now be like the next Matt Castle and just never get off the bench after having a little <laughs> right. crash where he. Uh, where he, you know, did some it is so, It's so bizarre he had that fall from grace, but he's amazing in that game, or that season. He's the reason I won my fantasy league that year. I just, um, uh, right, at, right when he got the starting job, I think I won the waiver for him. And, uh, he played, he started 10 games, he played in 13, hit 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. It was crazy. Those are insane numbers. Yes, yes. Absolutely insane. 64% completion percentage. Then he just fell off a damn cliff. He was terrible last year. He's got really yeah. weird career numbers, too. Uh, he's got 53 touchdowns and 27 interceptions, but it, it's only because of that one year. 2013? Right. Yeah. No. He was a Pro Bowl. He made the Pro Bowl that year. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it's so weird. And then, yeah, he's um, never duplicated it since, but wasn't he – he pretty much got pushed, or he was pushed out by Chip Kelly, and um, yeah, he just wasn't the type of quarterback. Then he went to the Rams, and yeah, and he just sucked ass I mean, in the Bradford trade. Right. Well, I mean, Bradford's kind of a bump too, but I mean, it, who? What was the last quarterback that got coached up by? Um, what's his face? Jeff Fisher. I mean, it was Steve McNair. Oh, God, Steve was... McNair, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think he would have been Steve good McNair, anywhere. 
I think that was just Steve McNair being a decent quarterback. Um, right. No, I, I think so, too. Um, Jeff Fisher is the most overrated coach of all time. You know, it's funny. This, right after you said that, uh, I'm going to say right that's after, maybe a year after you said that, that's all I started hearing, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of interesting. So, yeah, anyway, uh, you're listening season, to Under the like, Under Head. 2008. He hasn't had a winning yeah, season since, like, Yeah, it's embarrassing um, for a guy that's been in the league and never gets fired. He must just really be liked. I don't get it. He must be the nicest guy ever. So, anyway, we're like going to shift gears to uh, – It's probably one of those situations they go to fire him, and he, like, runs to the bathroom or runs to get something to eat, and then they forget what they were going to do, and he just somehow always flips out. Yeah. Maybe, or, um, yeah, or, like, he has, There's always, like, these weird circumstances uh, that keep them from getting fired. Right, or he has a picture of, uh, Stan Kroenke, like, butt naked, and, uh, and and he has, like, a small junk, and so, in order for him to keep his job, he just promises never to put on the internet if he, uh, if they don't fire him. That's the only thing I can think of, is why he tells a joke. (laughs) Yeah, it's the only thing, um... So I'm actually trying not to swear this episode because I swore a lot the last two. So anyway, we are going to shift gears to the UFC. And uh, I know your favorite fighter is Robbie Lawler. So we're going to talk a little Robbie Lawler. But first, oh, I remind God. everybody that you are listening to Under the Hoodies <laughs> with Dan Panici and Bill Kegel. Um, uh, every Wednesday we'll be doing a show. Not sure what time it'll start. So don't listen live. Just download it on Thursday uh, through backsportspage.com or iTunes. Um, and we'll be doing a SoundCloud thing, I think, starting next week. And um, and uh, yeah, just look for more stuff. If I get um, if I get like two hours free between now and uh, the beginning of the season, unlikely. I am uh, I have a column on a right on the uh, ranking the aging quarterbacks and uh, what they have left in the tank and my prediction for how the rest of their career will go. So I will hopefully write that before the beginning of the year. But uh, no promises because uh, having a uh, having a fourteen uh, month old. Is uh, turns out pretty pretty time consuming. Not necessarily difficult, but definitely time consuming. So um, uh, so yeah, hopefully I can do that. And I'm a better writer than I'm a talker, um, which is not a very tall hurdle to climb, but uh, should be uh, should be fun to write. Uh, I'm gonna start basically from the '04 draft and work my way back. So we're gonna include Big Ben, Rivers, Eli, Palmer, um, Romo, and uh, and Brady. I'm trying to think who else is on that list. <laughs> I'm drawing an absolute blank. I have my little butt slip in the car, but yeah. There's going to be like a two-year stretch where all of those guys are tired at once. Yeah. I feel like I think so. Um, Because Big Ben is going to be the – Yeah, Rivers too. Rivers is past his prime. And, um, yeah, but like they were talking – today's Brady's 39th birthday. And uh, does that guy look any different now than he did 10 years ago? He literally does actually. Not look he looked in better shape. Did you do you remember yeah, him when he yeah, first came in the point. league? He was kind of like a pudgy guy. Yeah, he's a little. Yeah, yeah, kind of a square head, and uh, a little little double yeah. chin action going. And uh, yeah, he's lost right. weight. But I mean, just the way he throws the ball, like he's one of the rare quarterbacks I've never. He doesn't throw the ball any different, no matter what weather he's playing in. I think I said that before on the show, but it's just sort of amazing to me that. He throws the ball. It looks exactly the same no matter what the weather is. It's kind of nuts. And uh, and he, I think that guy just takes insane care of himself. I, I really do. I think that's why he's just sort of ageless. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm starting from the 04 draft and working my way backwards and basically going to predict who's going to retire first, how the rest of their careers go. Um, I might have somebody else uh, ghost write the Eli Manning thing because it's just going to say I love you in, like, six paragraphs and then uh, – then some heart emoji shoehorned in there, and then I'm just going to move on to uh, Rivers of Roethlisberger. So I'm not going to write anything, but just my undying love. I'm basically going to cut and paste I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston in the lyrics to that into the Eli Manning section and then just continue on, like, like uh, you know, professionally the rest of the way. I think that's what I'll do. Well, let me ask because you, you know uh, I'm in love with Eli. The day Eli retires, what will you be doing? Um, how will how will you react to this? Uh, Are you gonna call off work, go straight yeah. to the bar, or what's your what's I, your game plan here? If I'm if I'm drunk if if 
if I call off work and drive to a bar, if I make it to the bar, I it'll be a miracle because I'll be drinking on the way to the bar, just trying to forget the pain that I'll be feeling at that time. It, it's going to be a sad day. Again, another boys to men song. Uh, a boys to men song will be playing um, down on bed to knees, but uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's, it's. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, feel like man, you've been waiting. I don't really want to go into that. You, the on bed to knees thing. You've no, you planned this out in your head. I can tell. When, what I'm going to do when Eli retires? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm telling you, dude, it's it's going to be tough because I don't want to be in that, that damn uh, quarterback purgatory. I really don't. I really do not want to be in that, like, that hell that your team's in. Or, it sucks because your optimism is so, like, it's so phony. <laughs> like, it's not your fault. It's just sort of like – yeah, I think this is the year we go eight and eight and maybe walk backwards in the playoffs. Like, I, I think Cleveland, the most exciting player Cleveland's had at quarterback uh, before this year, anyway, is Derek Anderson in two thousand eight coming oh, back off that right. two thousand seven season. Yeah, uh, I mean, where he threw that, uh, that has to be right. Yeah, I think he threw twenty eight touchdowns and I think twelve or fifteen interceptions. And we went ten and six. Crazy that make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were the first that's what I was gonna say. It's that crazy. had ten wins that never made or that didn't make the playoffs. And then I think it happened again. You're the um, couple times after. Happened to the Giants but in 2010. It was, <laughs> um, yeah. It was but a yeah, sad situation. I, just, I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. I, I really don't like. I, I can't like. Uh, do you you look like it? Ron Burgundy. When he gets out of control, sitting at the bar, <laughs> you're gonna come by. I'm just gonna be walking down. I'm just gonna be walking in Elmwood Village in Buffalo, just uh, my beard grown out, um, and just drinking, with drinking a, with a, a, a pint of milk. milk in your hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a. I know everybody quotes that, but that's sort of an underrated scene in that movie. It's just so stupidly ridiculous. Um, I don't Full know why, uh, but Ash, yeah. The wife and I have been watching the campaign for some reason a lot. I don't know why, but to me, that might be his funniest movie. There's so much funny stuff in that movie. I don't know why, but it, it to me, it might be the funniest. The Step Brothers, everybody's favorite. I think the other guys made me laugh maybe harder than Step Brothers did. The first time I watched it, I think Step Brothers is way more rewatchable, though. But, yeah. Um, Trying to think what else. I, the campaign was hilarious. I don't know why. I, I, I really I keep saying the that, campaign, but I'm confused as to why I like that movie so much. The campaign is the one. I don't know if it's on Netflix. Is that Galifianakis? Is it what? Is it Ricky Gervais and Eric Bana? There's some comedy that they just threw on Netflix with those two. No, 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 no. The campaign. Everyone forgot about this. The campaign came out in 2012. It's with Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell, and they're both running for. um, They're both running for congressman of a of a of this county in um in uh North Carolina and uh it's where it's the one where Will Farrell punches the baby or whatever. Okay, it's yeah. That I remember one. That. Yeah. That that movie's hilarious. And then the other guys with Mark Wahlberg I thought was really funny too. Um and I keep saying I'm not a big Will Will Farrell guy. But boy, I, I gotta tell you man, I, from from uh Anchorman to uh to um the campaign and maybe even the Lego movie, uh Will Farrell been on a run. I don't think I've seen a money. Uh, You're to get hard, which wasn't good. Yeah, I, I think I'm to the dark side because even Ricky Bobby was really funny. Um, <laughs> I, even though Sasha Baron Cohen is what made me laugh in that movie, how he raced in Formula, uh-huh. it, it, that freaking killed me. I don't know why. It's such a stupid. And I'm such a snob when it comes to movies too. It's sad because I'm like, Ugh, I don't like like I have like strong feelings about how The Godfather is just overrated as hell and super boring. The same thing with Scarface, but Goodfellas. I could talk about Goodfellas. I could do a whole Goodfellas podcast. Like I, I really could. I could do a I could do a weekly podcast. On, yeah, but but that's because the Goodfellas is essentially three movies. It's it's when he was a kid, and then there's the middle part, and then there's the part where he gets out of jail, um, and uh, and starts selling drugs with Karen. And uh, I have a customer named Karen, and I could not say her name correctly. It's so hard. Every time I see her, I just want to be like, Karen, come on, Karen. What kind of coffee do you want, Karen? 
and uh, I, I think she's probably going to stop using us as a uh, as a coffee supplier if I keep walking into her office yelling "carrot." Um, but I do uh, I do love that movie. I, I bought the uh, script, the 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 bind the bound uh, book form of the script for that movie, and sadly I have read along while the movie's going on. And in uh, this is one I didn't I have a wife or a girlfriend I, or a baby. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have. I had. A, I had a, uh, an abnormal amount of free time back then. I, I couldn't imagine doing anything like that now. But yeah, I did. I used to listen to DVD commentaries all the time too, and uh, I do stand by the Forty Year Old Virgin DVD commentary being almost as funny as the movie. Uh, there's some funny stuff. Seth Rogen is hilarious in that. Um, but anyway, boy, we went from Robbie Lawler to Will Ferrell movies. I don't even know how that happened. You asked me about Eli up. retiring, which I don't even want to think about. I I feel like that's just going to pop in your head and you're just going to shed a tear tomorrow. Like, you know, it's just one of those sad subjects that you just don't think about. Maybe I'll just get I'll just get a ta- I'll just get a number ten tattooed on my face. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll I'll have it like written in. Tears. Yeah, I definitely don't support <laughs> that decision. Uh, a lot of people won't. What do you think would cause more uh, a, a more visceral reaction? If I get the gap in my teeth fixed, or me getting a tattoo of Eli Manning's number and tears on my face? I think it's the gap getting fixed. I think more. I think people would be more upset if I did that. Well, just as a friend, I think I would be more upset about the tattoo. You know, go ahead and get it on yeah. your arm or whatever. But your face is just a little too <laughs> much. Bad, weird. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> What is that number 10 in your arm? Is that your football number in high school? Oh, uh, no, nah, man. Eli Manning. I do like Chris D'Elia, uh, the comedian's joke uh, about um, about men wearing uh, uh, jerseys, sports jerseys. He was like, uh, if uh, if you're wearing another man's name on your back, that man should be able to bang you, which is actually kind of funny. I'm trying to be uh, PG-13, but that's actually kind of, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Ever since I heard that, I don't think I've worn a jersey since. And I have uh, I only have two now though. I have um, I have a Nike Charles Woodson throwback uh, from Michigan, uh, Nike Michigan yeah. jersey throwback from 1987, which is a great jersey. And um, and I have a white Eli Manning uh, authentic uh, Reebok jersey back when Reebok made the jerseys. But is yeah, it that's it. I feel like you. Yeah, would, you I would wish I could smell it. Go all out and get the game smell his sweat. Yeah. yeah. I'd be trying to harvest it into like a, a tube, and I would just wear it around my neck, like a vial, like what Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton did with each other's blood. That's what I would do with Eli's sweat I had uh, extracted from the jersey. If I could throw uh, my okay. hands on the jersey where he cut himself on his head in preseason and get the blood, and then try to create a new Eli, or maybe I'll just like put the blood in my bathtub and I roll around in it. Dan, this has gone too far. What the hell am I even talking about? I'm so tired. Yeah, right this now. is almost like Buffalo uh, Bill. Oh no, my god! Speaking like of movie Buffalo characters, Bill. you cannot tell Buffalo me that that's not the funniest. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill is, for one, it, to me, is the funniest character in movie history. That guy is hilarious. What's that line you always I say love- to your wife? You, you told me that a couple months ago. Oh yeah, hold on. I can't do it that way. Oh Wayne. Well she a great big fat person. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I don't know why that kills like, me. That line and uh I'll do the uh the line from Cap- Captain Phillips. Yeah. Whenever anyone at work I remember that scene, but when somebody's like, Oh well have you seen so and so at work and I feel like you needed to unleash that line on them. Like I <laughs> you know what my buddy Bosha used to do about when someone would ask him uh, if he's seen a movie? It's actually kind of funny. And this is before he's had his resurgence or whatever uh, the last handful of years. But somebody would be like, uh, what movie was big when he, when he asked it? It was like, Bosha, have you seen Watchmen yet? And Bosha would go, oh, my God, was Ben Affleck in it? And then they would be like, oh, no. He was like, oh, then I didn't see it. That was his. That was like his line was Ben Affleck in it. That's why he's killed me. I never, I never was around him when someone asked him if they saw, saw a Ben Affleck movie. But I think at the time, I don't think anyone was really concerned with that. But was yeah, he, I always love when he. Yeah, he was in the wedding. Was he yeah. being for real? He's the. I feel like. 
the first? No, no, he was not. He was very, he's very good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like the uh, the first fifteen, the I don't even know how long he's been around. Twenty years um, of his career, I think he's been kind of a he's just basically been a punchline. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck. And then I, I feel like now, yep. I mean, recently since Argo, I feel like he's kind of turned the tides. Yeah. Oh. Let me tell you, not since Argo, since the town. And I would, I mean, town, some people would even argue maybe gone, may, maybe gone, baby gone, because he he wrote and directed Gone Baby Gone, but his brother starred in it, and that was a really good movie. And then he starred in the town, but he wasn't even the best part. Jeremy Renner was the best part. His friend, the smaller guy, I loved yeah. that character. He was awesome. Um, that's a good friend, by the way. He was like, uh, "We're gonna go rough some dudes up. You can't ask me why." Uh, and you can't ask any questions about it. He was like, whose car are we taking? I was like, you know what? I, I need a friend like that. I feel like, uh, you know, not a shot at you, like but I feel Jeremy like it's like... Is the yeah. backup to Matt Damon. Whenever he, Matt Damon's schedule doesn't work, they just put Jeremy Renner in there. Uh, I feel like they're kind of the same what they did. I'm a bigger Jeremy Renner fan than Matt Damon fan. Although I've seen all the Bourne movies. Um I do like the first and the third one a lot. Uh, I'm going to wait for this one to come out on DVD. I don't know if I can. And now that uh, I say that. I don't know. Yeah. Now that I say that and I think about that, given that when Matt Damon didn't want to do Born anymore, Jeremy Renner was the fill-in, I wasn't even thinking about that. And now that Yeah, he was. He was in the Born Born Legacy. Wasn't that good? Yeah. He was in the Born Legacy, yeah. Yeah. I do love that Matt Damon said he would never in 2008. I think I read this. Like he said, he would never do a another Bourne movie. He said if they did one, it'd be called the Bourne Redundancy, which is actually kind of uh, I would see that movie. But um, but yeah, I didn't see. I feel like yet. It's a, at certain points in his career where he does a couple of good movies, then he gets a little cocky, and then he and you know, he thinks he's calling a shot, and then he goes through a yeah. stretch where he isn't nothing at all, and then, yeah, and then. Yeah. Becomes a lot more receptive to anything. Just watch um, Ben Affleck doing the uh, the new Batman film, the standalone. Watch yeah, Matt Damon ugh. somehow becomes Robin. Oh God! And then they have the gay <laughs> sex scene. Um, uh, they're each just wearing capes. Um, nah, uh, I did. Bill Simmons said on his new show that um, he said that every DiCaprio movie would be a little bit better with uh, Matt Damon in it. And that's not even remotely close to being true. I, I definitely think DiCaprio is better. Um, if Matt Damon was in The Revenant, I, I don't know if I like it as much. Um, I don't know if I like uh, The Wolf of Wall Street um, with with Matt Damon in it more than with Leo, because I, I love The Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street might be my favorite comedy of all time. That movie, mm-hmm. that movie made me laugh from beginning to end. But that was actually more Jonah Hill than anybody. Jonah Hill's character. Have you seen The Wolf of Wall Street? I have. Okay, I was gonna say if you haven't, I am jealous because that has one of the funniest scenes in any movie uh, that I've seen in the last like I don't know fifteen years. I love the one where it takes those lewds and they're uh, they're like they have like a delayed fuse and he's just laying on the ground or whatever trying to reach the phone. That scene is hilarious. Mm-hmm. That he drives his car home. Yeah, I love that scene. I love that, and I actually just like Jonah Hill's character and Shane from The Walking Dead. I actually I want those two to do a spinoff of The Wolf of Wall Street and just have Jonah Hill and uh, I'm drawing a blank on that dude's real name. Um, uh, just do uh, just have their own movie. I did see a preview of this movie with him and Miles Teller, uh, War Dogs. Not sure if I want to see it, but although it is by the guy that made The Hangover. Well, the guy that made The Hangover also made The Hangover 2 and The Hangover 3 and uh, School for Scoundrels. Uh, so he's had some stinkers, but he's also had some towering. He's like the Adam Dunn of uh, movie makers. Like, he's had Old School, um, The Hangover, and uh, although a lot of people would shit on me for this, Due Date. I actually thought Due Date was hilarious. Um, I stand by that movie as being, a, uh, as being really funny. But um, I don't know. Anyway, Dan, I'm just talking about nothing right now. You know what? Just... We have like ten minutes left. Just give me your prediction on the, for the rest of Robbie Lawler's career, and we're just going to call it a show. Because I'm like, I'm falling asleep. Uh, we got to start doing the show earlier. You somehow. look like one of those guys where you just all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, you could tell like it's 
the end is near and he's going to fall off the face of the planet. And that's not me jumping off the bandwagon. He's still one of my favorite fighters. But um, I just think he, like, came out looking flat. He didn't come out fearless like he normally does. And there was a lot of talk that, you know, those past fights took his toll on him. I mean, the guy's been fighting since he was 18 and he's, what, 34, 35 now? Um, he's been fighting forever, so it, I feel like when in fighting, you, once you start declining, it's just it's like an avalanche. You just go downhill. Fast. Right. Um, so um, I watched I a lot of his old fights. Um, mm-hmm. They they showed a lot of his old fights uh, leading up to the uh, 201, and. Uh, that Rory McDonald fight is one of the most violent fights I've ever seen in my life. Like, almost right. jarring how how violent that fight was. I mean, his lip being broken open the way it was, and he just broke he just broke McDonald's nose. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen that much blood. That's a crazy fight. And, yeah, maybe he's just one of those guys that, like, um, trying to think of an NFL running back equivalent, like Sean Alexander, just- you know? You just so, know it's yeah, you just, just one day you just know it's the end, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean it does suck because he was a great champion. The guy was fearless and he was a fun fighter to watch, but like yeah, that's that's and and you know what? Yeah, but, you he know, didn't do a good job protecting himself. From, like You could just tell from the opening bell that yeah. Tyrone Woodley was just like he wasn't one step ahead of him, he was like two steps ahead of him. And I almost felt like Right. You know, in a and again, I predicted that Robbie would win, but it didn't look like the same Robbie that you know was from the last handful of fights. And um, it almost looked like how much faster Woodley was. It was just they were we were just waiting for him to get knocked out because Woodley is pretty fast. Um, I don't know right. how long he's going to hold on to that belt. Um, well, he said he said he was. I mean, I, I could honestly see him. Losing to um, Stephen Thompson right away. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Yeah, Wonder Boy is gonna. Uh, but like, do you think the GSP fight is gonna happen? I think it happens if GSP wants it. I don't think it happens if Tyrone wants it. Um, I know after he after wants, he was just on UFC tonight out. saying that he. Yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, I think if GSP, like, it's not happening because Robbie wants. GSP was trying to get back in, and he was. They were negotiating to have him fight um, uh, Michael Bisping for the middleweight title. That's a, that's um, and a I think GSP wanted it. <laughs> now, I would really hate to see GSP come back and not look anything like himself. If that's the case, I'd just rather have him stay retired. Yep. It's kind of like. I didn't like how they had um, Anderson Silva come in on, like, two days' notice to fight um, Daniel Cormier. Obviously, GSP will have a lot yeah. more time, but I feel like even though no one expected Anderson to win, I feel like it's kind of a blemish. I mean, it's just, like, he only did it, you know, to get his $6 million check or whatever they said he got paid. Um, and it's right. the pay-per-view because UFC 200 would have been a complete dud had he not. Not that the fight was that exciting, but um, yeah, I just don't like when these guys come back as, when they shouldn't. I, I agree. Like uh, but he... that, it's not. It's it's just going to tarnish it. Right. Um, sorry, I'm looking at GSP's fight though. He uh, then, uh, it'll be a decision. November. Yeah. A lot of decisions, though. Um, a lot of knockouts, really. Verbal submission, yeah. Um, yeah, he had, yeah. I think there was a stretch where he didn't have a knockout in like seven or eight years or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it was weird. A long he just, time. I don't know. Yeah, like, he was with the UFC for a long time too. Since '04, he made his debut. UFC 46. So, uh, he fought a lot, too, in 04. Yeah. Jesus. So, uh, Conor McGregor and um, Nick Diaz later this month. What are you saying? Yeah, we're going to talk about that the week before. I, I think that um, I think that Diaz gets uh, Well, you know what, though? You know what's weird is that 
Diaz didn't win that fight more than Conor McGregor lost it. In rewatching it, I really think yeah. that Conor just lost it. I think he got a little overzealous. He did. Uh, he took that one just to monster shot, and that shook him. Yeah, yeah. I think well, it, I think he'll fight him conservatively. I think he'll try to go to decision, yeah. and I think he. I think if he goes to decision, I think he'll win on points. Um, but yeah, but I, I feel know. like Conor. Well, Conor needs. If Conor loses, he's going to become irrelevant. I mean, he'll still be the champion at 145, but then I almost feel like his confidence is going to be so low that the second he goes and defends that title, he's going to end up losing it. Um, I, just I feel think like Laura McGregor all- definitely will go away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I feel like no matter what, he, he needs to win it, but I do feel like he's going to try to put an exclamation mark on that one. Uh, but, yeah, again, we'll talk yeah. about that in a couple of weeks. Um, he is really young. I mean, he's young for a fighter. He's 28, just turned 28, like, a, less than a month ago. So he's still yeah. real, relatively young, but. God. Yeah. But then, How do I get a job as a like movement coach for back first sake? To a guy, even if, even if he is, he, he's basically, he's a tweener between Nate Diaz is a tweener between uh, 155 and 170. And he's basically, he's a yeah. big, uh, lightweight, he's a small welterweight. Even if you lose twice to him, he's not a championship-level fighter. He's just, like, even his brother was a great fighter, too. But, like, right. he was, like, a strike force champion. He wasn't, like, and, of course, a lot of strike force champions ended up becoming UFC champions. But I don't think Nick. He's just not. He was just not a UFC caliber champion, right? Um, and, I, and his brother the same way. I mean, he he fought back in uh, Nate fought back in December, and I I think he barely squeaked away with a decision. He just I don't know. Yeah, he's just not. Yeah, he's losing he's, to an he's, you're right. He's a like tweeter. Yeah. Um. So what do you think of? About the baseball trade deadline. Oh, uh, God. I, I would be lying if I didn't say I didn't. I, I have no idea. I didn't watch it. I didn't I didn't pay attention to it, unfortunately. Well, you're a Mets um, fan, aren't you? I am. And uh, I, I did see that they signed Jay Bruce. Uh, man, it's just – I just don't – unfortunately, I just don't care until, until towards the end of the year. Um, you and I are I, I just exactly don't. on the same page in terms of baseball. With, yeah. Okay, with the Indians, obviously the Indians probably gave me the most traumatic experience in my childhood by losing the 97 yeah. series. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I could go on for hours about this, like a therapy session. Um, but just long story short, um, they had they were up two runs in the ninth inning, and they just had to close it out, and they lost the World Series. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. But the Indians are the same way. Like, I don't get excited about them until they – prove it. I mean, they made the trade for um, um, for Miller, the, uh, the relief pitcher from New York. I mean, it was a mm-hmm. good trade. They gave away a lot. But then they come out here, and I'm, I've actually got them on my TV right now. They, they're starting pitching three nights in a row. It's been destroyed by the Twins, one of the worst teams in the league. And it's the Twins are just I mean, if they're beating up on you, I, I don't know. And I know they played their worst baseball against them exclusively. I don't know what it is. But to me, like, this just is, signifies another meltdown by the Indians. So until it's this, uh, September 15th and we are we do have a good lead and we're about to, you know, close out the division, I'm not going to get too excited about the drive. Right. I can see that. Um, the Twins will sneak yeah, in it, it, in the last, I don't even know how much more we play them but the Twins will sneak in, in, in the Chicago. do you think we're going to have the curse series like the the, uh, the Indians and the Cubs Um, I think if, if the pitching gets back on track no one else in the American League and this is hard to say after our starting pitching just got crushed the last three nights um, but, yeah, no one else in the American League has the, the starting rotation as long as they get back to them, you know, their normal selves. 
Um, yeah, I could definitely see the Indians doing it. And by the way, uh, before I forget, fuck Jonathan LaCroix, who <laughs> vetoed a trade to the Indians. I'm not sure why. Um, they worked out a deal. I guess it was late Saturday night. And he had veto power to like eight teams. And the Indians were one of them. And to me, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't make sense. He ended up getting traded to the Rangers. But he said that he was worried that he's going, not going to have playing time at catcher next year. And his competition oh, is really? John Gomes, most average catcher ever. Maybe below average would probably be a better way to put it. You know, he's, a, he's, like a, he's like a solid backup. And LaCroix is like a top five catcher. That would have filled a need. I mean, obviously, we need a catcher. Um, Jan Gomes is actually out for like six or eight weeks. It would have given us the big bat we need. Like, it just – and I can't figure out why he wouldn't want to come and catch for one of the best rotations in the league. And this was even after. He vetoed this after. Uh, they picked up Miller, who's one of the best relief pitchers in the league. It's just, it's strange. And I, I think he tried to overplay his hand. I think he tried, I don't think he didn't want to come here. I think he tried to um, basically extort money out of the Indians and get a contract extension or some sort of right. extra money to guarantee. Um, but it was just, I don't know, it's kind of bizarre and, I do think it, it definitely hurt the Indians' chances. Big time. But aren't they you, still the favorite to come out of the AL? They are, yeah. Because he went to Texas, and Texas has a solid lineup. But I don't think they've got the pitch in. Yeah, exactly. Now, um. But I, I feel like if LaCroix was our catcher, we'd be in such a better position right now. I mean, I almost think it would be I – w- I wouldn't say easy, but I would say, like, they would be a definite favorite. Um, yeah, it's – the weird thing is it's too early, though. I mean, it, it – I mean, you can – I mean, NL looks all but wrapped up. But then it's so weird because I really – there's, like, a lot of people that were giving the Mets a chance against the um, – against the Royals, and I think the one really easy stat that you could go by, and I'm making a bigger point with this, is that the uh, the Royals hit 298 um, on pitches over 98 or 95 miles an hour last year. And mm-hmm. if if that's a stat that I think everybody knew, I don't think anybody would have picked the best to beat the Royals. Uh, I, I don't think anyone would have had them winning more than one game. So that's the thing. It's, like, weird when you get into the the playoffs. It's like there's just a, there's just a team that's just an atrocious matchup for you. And last year, I mean, the yeah. worst possible team the Mets could have played, maybe even in the history of baseball, is that is that Royals team that hits that fastballs and they're a fastball rotation. So it would be I don't know. It, it's it's interesting, and it'd be curious to see who who the Indians uh, play and what the matchup is. But I don't know. I I, I am just happy that they're relevant again. And uh, same with the Cubs. But anyway, Dan, I gotta end yeah. this. I am literally about to pass out. I got up really early this morning, maybe way too early, and uh, and uh, I look forward to doing this when I don't have to get up so early anymore someday. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, this has been under the hoodies. I'm Bill Kegel. That's Dan Panici. Uh, listen to us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud next week. Uh, I'll let you know more about that and um, backsportspage.com. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Kegel. Or look me up on Facebook if I don't delete it between now and whenever, um, just because there's there's just way too many people giving opinions that don't make sense or are super rude. So, um, all right, Dan, you got anything else to add? Uh, you know, I think that'll do it. All righty. Uh, so under the hoodies, that's the Apinici. I'm Bill Kegel. Have a good night. Later, dude.